0: Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. In this episode of the podcast, we're gonna be going through uh, nine different ways you can curb Your sugar cravings. So, we had a uh, blog post go up about curbing sugar cravings. uh, I think it was last week, and we've had some pretty good uh, responses to the episode or, excuse me, to the article. So, I figured it would be worth uh, talking about here uh, in the show. So, like I said, we're going over nine tangible ways uh, you can curb those sugar cravings. I know it's something that a lot of us deal with. I deal with it. I have a massive Sweet tooth. So, we're going to be going through some tangible things that you guys can be doing to uh, get rid of the frequency of those cravings. We're going to be talking about sleep, um, what it might look like to be still and present uh, in your craving. We're also going to talk about uh, the situations in which you might need to give in to that craving. So uh, for all things sugar cravings and curbing those, make sure you tune into this episode. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you you spread the love, share it with your friends and family, let them know that this is the show they can go to to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. And if you're new, <clears throat> here's how most of these episodes work. So this, this specific episode is more of a topic. But usually what we do here is answer questions from listeners like you. So what the other listeners, listeners will do, they'll go uh, to Instagram. They'll find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. And then they'll see that uh, question box on my Instagram story every single Sunday. And that is where they can ask as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as they would like. So if you have a question or questions that you would like to have answered here on the show uh, in long form, you can go ahead and do that. Just find me on Instagram, submit those questions on my story every Sunday, and then we'll answer them uh, here in detail on the show. A couple more things before we get started. If you uh, would like free resources on building better arms, on protein, on building a faster metabolism, we have eBooks and guides available for free for you to download. All you have to do is go to pullmanfitness.com/free. That's P-O-E. H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free and you can download all of those guides and ebooks there uh, absolutely free. So make sure you check that out. Uh, I think that's, I said a couple more things but honestly I think that's it. (laughs) I'm kind of drawing a blank. So let's get into uh, these nine ways you guys can curb your sugar cravings. We all uh, deal with cravings. Some of us uh, like savory stuff. We could uh, eat a whole bag of chips if we wanted to. We crave salty all the time. Uh, and there are others that uh, crave sweet. We have a sweet tooth. Uh, we want to pop some M&Ms in our mouth here and there. We want to you know, snack on some chocolate-covered almonds as we're going to the pantry looking for other things. We, we constantly seem to want something sweet. And that's what the, uh, this episode uh, is about. Uh, it's about sugar cravings. Now, Sugar cravings aren't necessarily bad, uh, but when we don't have control of them, when we don't choose to do something about them, uh, they can lead to really unhealthy binge eating, overconsumption of food, especially heavily processed high sugar foods, since it's the sugar that we're craving, uh, and that's what can lead to really poor health um, and bad eating habits, so I wanted to address a few different things that you guys can be doing uh, to curb those sugar cravings. Uh, And this is something that hits home for me because I struggle with this every damn day. Uh, it's a reality for uh, us fitness professionals. It's a reality for you. It's a reality a reality for everybody. So we need to come to terms with it and understand what we can do to uh, combat it. So uh, I, I wrote down a list that I'm going to go through here of a few different things that we can do. Some of them tie in with one another. Uh, there's really no rhyme or reason to the order. I'm just going to go through and talk about the ones that I feel are the most important. So that first one on that list is going to be addressing sleep. So When we don't get enough sleep, all of our hormones get jacked up. And the hormones, so to speak, are kind of like the things in our body that keeps everything regulated, Okay, keeps everything working the way it's supposed to. So when we screw that up, things can get uh, out of whack, and it's kind of like a, a domino effect. You know, one domino gets knocked over with the hormones, and then that causes uh, a lot of things to get screwed up. So we want to make sure that we are uh, sleeping well, getting quality sleep, and getting enough sleep to make sure our hormones uh, are in balance, and we don't have additional cravings due to being tired, lack of sleep, anything like that. So we need to talk first about getting better sleep. Now, it's not so much the sleep. Uh, that really gets in the way of, of people, or I should say the time being in bed. It's more so the routine before that your pre bed routine is going to be one of the most important things you can do to get better sleep. So you want to make sure that you're doing a few things to tell your body, Hey, it's time to wind the F down to chill out uh, and go to sleep here in a couple of hours, okay? So one thing is going to be turning off as many lights as you can um, and using candles. uh, You can use Himalayan salt lamps, things like that that are just very low light. You could even dim the lights in your house. Just kind of take the light down and help your body understand the sun has gone down. It's nighttime. We need to start producing melatonin, get into that rest and digest state, and then then be able to fall asleep. So turning those lights down at the very least, um, if not off and using candles or lamps or whatever is going to be a huge help. Now, in regards to light, we also want to make sure that we're not exposing ourselves to too much blue light. So that is going to come from uh, a TV, our phones, iPads, electronics, things like that. Now, I understand that TV helps a lot of us kind of wind down. If you're someone that really enjoys watching TV before you go to bed, that's fine. That's good and well. Make sure you're watching something maybe a little more lighthearted that doesn't get you all riled up. And you also are wearing uh, some sort of blue light blocking glasses to make sure the light from that TV, the, the iPad, your phone, whatever it might be, isn't uh, telling your body that it needs to wake up and reduce melatonin production. We need the body to understand it to increase melatonin production um, and a lack of blue light will help that so make sure you have some blue light blocking glasses if you want to stick to watching tv Um, i do invite you to at least ditch the tv for a few nights just to see what it's like i think it's awesome Uh, it's kind of relieving allows you to be more present in the moment You can do some reading, have a conversation with your significant other, your family members, whatever it might be. um, And that is going to help you wind down a lot more than um, sitting at the edge of your seat, getting into this really uh, this really high intense thriller, you know, 15 minutes before you're supposed to be going to bed. So um, turning the lights off, uh, uh, keeping the blue light. Down, uh, those are going to be some things that will that will help a lot. In addition to that, you want to make sure that your room uh, is cool. Okay, so we usually sleep better in a cool environment rather than warm or hot. And then you also want to make sure that your your room is a is a cave. It is it is meant for sleeping, uh, and so it's dark. It's pitch black in there. Your body needs to understand that in that room it is nighttime. Once it enters that bed, it is supposed to go to sleep. Uh, you want to make sure your bed is for sleep only, sex only. Um, and you know, maybe some re- reading here and there. Okay. You don't want to go into your bed and have your body think, okay, it's time to get wired watching my favorite TV show. You want to make sure that bed, uh, getting into that bed, crawling under the sheets is a, is a signal, so to speak to your body saying, Hey. Chill out, man. It's time to go to sleep. So those are some things that you can do to improve your pre-bed routine. Now, as far as how much sleep we should be getting, uh, there's a little bit of debate, but it seems like seven to nine hours is a really good range that you want to stick in, Um, and make sure it's quality sleep as well. You know, make sure you are uh, you're getting some REM sleep, you're in a deep sleep. Now, I understand those of you listening that have you know newborns and you have kids and they're sick. I understand that you're like hey, four hours of sleep is a great night. Um, there's no way I'm getting eight or seven even, but thank you for trying. I get it. Okay. I don't understand fully because I don't have kids, but this is kind of going into that all or nothing all or nothing mindset. And that's what can keep us down. We kind of take our focus um, away from making a tiny improvement and we make it feel like we need to drastically change everything that's going on. So wherever you're at, if you're getting four hours of sleep every night, try to get an extra 15 minutes, just start there. And then once that's a habit and you got that down, add another 15 minutes. Just make small incremental changes um, because those will compound and add up and make a very, very big difference in your life and in your sleep. So get better sleep is gonna be that first one. When you get better sleep, your hormones will be um, better regulated and you will likely have less uh, cravings. The next one, it might surprise you. This one is give in, okay? So give in is our number two way to curb your sugar cravings. Sometimes giving in is okay. Now, the time wherein it's not is when we have uh, the opportunity to, opportunity to binge. Okay, so I'll give you a good example. <clears throat> I love to use uh, skinny dipped almonds to curb my sugar cravings. So I like to have a couple of skinny dipped almonds if I'm craving sugar a lot. The problem is I usually have the big bags... Uh, in my house. And that means that if I'm having five, it's very likely that the whole bag is going to be finished in the next 15 minutes. Okay. That's something that we want to avoid. So as often as I can, I try to buy the small bags that way. Once the bag is done, and I've had my one serving, that's it for me. I've, I've curbed the craving and it's not going to go into a binge. So sometimes giving in, um, with healthier foods, uh, like the skinny dipped almonds, or you have some fruit, you have berries, you have stuff like that around. Sometimes that's totally fine. You just want to make sure that you're using it to curb the craving and not completely go over the deep end, uh, and, and binge. Okay. So you want to make sure that you're Getting rid of uh, just shit in the house—you're getting rid of it all. You don't want to give yourself an opportunity to do that. You want to make the binge extremely difficult. So, give in—that's okay—but make sure you don't have an excuse to give in and then continue to give in and give in and give in. And next thing you know, um, you know, you've had a whole pint of ice cream instead of just a spoonful, or instead of just half a serving. You know. So, we want to make sure we eliminate the binge as much as possible. But it's okay to give in here and there. And obviously, when you do, make sure you have some healthier options. Available. The next one is going to be eating more food. This is something that I see in a lot of the people that start working with me. This is working with me. This is very common. So most people are actually under eating uh, food, especially women. They're just not eating enough. I think they've been told for such a long time that they need to, uh, you know, eat less and move more in order to be leaner, be sexier, tone defined, whatever the hell word you want to use. Um, and it's and it's kind of. Ruined them long term. It's not good. So when you're eating low like that, you're eating a very, you know, small amount of calories. Uh, your body is gonna is gonna increase the hunger and increase the cravings because it needs and wants more food. Now eating more food can help with that as long as you're making sure that you're eating more healthy food and you're not overeating. Okay, so you're adding more lean. Uh, meats into your diet you're adding more healthy fats into your diet you're eating more servings of veggies um, and you're adding all of that good nutritious uh nutrient dense whole natural food into your diet in order to give the body the nutrients that it needs so it doesn't crave when um, it's being you know quote unquote deprived or malnourished i know those are kind of harsh terms and they're not quite describing what we're going through but It helps illustrate the point, okay? So make sure you're eating enough food. Try eating a little bit more each week. Maybe you add an extra serving of lean meat or an extra half of serving of lean meat into your dinner. And then the next week you add a serving and then you add more. You know, just sprinkle in a little bit more food here and there. And... um. And make sure it's whole, natural, nutrient-dense food that's going to satiate you, making you feel fuller for longer. uh, And having a lot of uh, very healthy protein is going to help with that. So you might be in a situation where you need to eat more. The next one is going to be uh, just be still. Be still in the moment with your craving. A lot of times what we do, um, especially in the busy world that we live in, we love to be busy, right? I mean, next time you're at a Starbucks or at a coffee shop, try to look at the people in line or waiting for someone to meet them at the coffee shop. Most of them are on their phone because they can't, they're so afraid of sitting, alone with their own thoughts. <laughs> it's kind of weird when you think about it, but they are, they need a distraction of some sort. We never really take the time to sit and be still and acknowledge what's going on, but doing that with your craving can help. So if you have a craving, just kind of sit in it, just go, huh, I'm having a craving right now. I wonder why. Well, you know, I, I haven't gotten much exercise this week. Um, I haven't been eating a lot or I've had a lot of sugar today in general, which is probably why you have an opportunity to sit down And be reflective and understand what is going on and why you might be having that craving. And when you have that time to think and reflect, you're going to gain some insight on what you can do down the road to keep yourself from uh, getting in that situation where you have high cravings. So just be still. And that brings me into my next one, and that's track. Track what is going on with your cravings. Track, you know, write it down. Track the time of day. Track what you did beforehand, track how your sleep was the night before, track your mood, track, you know, what happened to you earlier in the day. Are you stressed out? We put a lot of pressure on tracking other things in our lives. You know, some of us, not enough of us, but some of us track our finances. Uh, We budget. Uh, I have my clients track their food. We're tracking things constantly, but for some reason, we never think to or want to track our thoughts, our cravings, our desires, things like that. So sit down with a pen and a pad and just write down what's going on at that current moment, what happened in your day earlier, and the odds are that you're going to uh, likely find some patterns. And when you find patterns, you can sit there and say, oh, okay, usually on Mondays, I have this meeting. And this meeting stresses me the freaking heck out. And after I have this meeting, usually mid-morning, I start to crave sugar. I also notice on Mondays, because that meeting is early, and I'm in a rush, I usually don't have some sort of uh, whole natural food before that meeting. So I'm going in there hungry, and then after I'm stressed out, so that's bringing the sugar craving, and bada bing, bada boom, you're finding all these patterns, and when you find the patterns, you find the problems. And when you find the problems, you can think of concrete solutions to solve them. All right. So make sure you're tracking what's going on. After that, um, like I mentioned about that potential meeting, or the, or in that you know fake scenario, uh, managed stress is going to be the next one. That's a huge one. When people are stressed out, they tend to crave more. Um, the stress will cause that cortisol to increase, and a lot of people have cravings when their cortisol is really, really high. Um, so find some healthy ways to manage your stress. Whether you know that be uh, sex with your significant other, um, going on a walk. Maybe you're writing in a journal. Maybe you're lifting, you're exercising. Maybe you're you're shooting some hoops or you're painting, you're drawing. Whatever you like to do, whatever you enjoy doing, find a healthy way to manage and mitigate your stress. You have to look out for yourself, or stress is going to bite you in the ass, um, and it's gonna it's gonna take a hold of your life, and it's not good. So you want to make sure you have a plan. Uh, ahead of time as far as, you know, that that tells you what you're going to do when the stress comes. So if you notice, yeah, I'm freaking stressed out right now. It's Monday. I have had 50 emails. I had that stressful meeting earlier. I'm stressed out. That's the moment where you go, okay, I I planned, I I had a feeling this was going to happen. So I planned some space in my calendar or I planned some space in my day to just leave the office and take a walk around the building, take a few deep breaths, regather my thoughts say some gratitude things, things that I'm thankful for, and kind of reframe my state of mind. Whatever that might look like for you, find healthy ways to manage your stress. After that, eating less sugar is the next one. Eating less sugar is going to help a ton. Um, Our bodies tend to want more of what we give it, okay? So if we give it unhealthy food, if we give it super palatable, highly processed food, That's what it is going to crave, okay? And it's going to reject the stuff that is whole natural and good for us. You've seen those shows where people are extremely overweight and they hold a piece of broccoli or something green to their mouth and they begin to gag. Their body just does not want it. Um, the 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 highly processed foods have have hijacked their taste buds, hijacked their brain, um, and that's all they want now. And and their their body is basically convincing them. Their brain is telling them that that's what they need to survive and thrive. But that's not the case. Now you might not be in that that drastic of a situation. But when you're eating a lot of sugar, you are going to crave more and more sugar. So just start by reducing your sugar intake. And knowing that starts with tracking your food. So let's say you track your food and you're eating 100 grams of sugar a day. Don't say, dear God, that's so much. I need to drop down to 20 soon or else I'm going to die. No, no, no. You're having 100 on average. Okay, next week, let's try to make it 90 and no more. And then once that's a habit, bring it down to 80. Find those small increments to make. And you will get there, uh, and also create healthy eating habits and long term behaviors that you can take to increase your longevity of health, um, so on and so forth. Okay, so uh, eat just just eat less sugar, eat more whole natural food, less highly processed, hyper palatable food. Another one, speaking of the sugar and sweetened sweetened things like that, cut out the artificial sweeteners. Now I know that a lot of people are saying, well the artificial sweeteners are good. It has zero calories. Um, I don't gain any weight. If I, you know, substitute artificial sweeteners, Uh, I I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. You might gain weight. Um, because we always forget about what artificial sweeteners and food in general does to our brains. So artificial sweeteners can, can, can they register in the brain as sweet. Okay. It doesn't say, Oh, this is artificial sweetener. It is sweet, but it's not, it's like, no. Okay. Sweet. Dopamine, love it. Let's go. And we tend to crave more sugar. we we found that if people, you know, have a diet Coke, what they tend to do is they one, uh, have more food because they justify it. Oh, I had a diet Coke that was zero calories. Therefore I can have this too. So it was something in addition to what they were already going to have, um, that they really didn't plan for in the first place. Okay. Um, So that's one factor. The second factor is aside from the justification, they just had that sweet Coke and now their tongue and their, their, their brain is, is, is primed for sweet. And they have, you know, M&Ms in the, in the vending machine, 10 steps away. I want some M&Ms. And then you combine the justification with that and it gets dangerous. Oh, well, you know, I haven't had that much sugar today. The diet Coke was zero calories and no sugar. um, And uh, I'm really craving sugar and you know the the coke would have been the 250 calories anyway let me just have the m&ms you start to justify these things and it's not really healthy the the artificial sweeteners do hijack your brain and can definitely cause you to crave uh more sugar and eat more food as a result now lastly i believe that we've gone uh through eight here lastly um this is the ninth here we want to get rid of bad stuff uh and have healthy options so that tied into the first one but um, at home in your surroundings at work at the desk whatever it might be you want to make the hard choices um, or I should say you want to make the healthy choices easy and the unhealthy choices hard you want to make the right choices easy the bad choices hard so what I mean by that is if you tend to crave sugar around 11 a.m you have um, an apple at your desk, or you have some berries at your desk, or you have some oatmeal with some berries at your desk, whatever, you get the point. You have something that's whole natural at your desk that you can kind of use to curb um, that craving. Uh, If you don't, and you have a bunch of junk and shit around your desk, you're going to eat that junk and shit, okay? So you have to make sure that you make those Unhealthy choice is extremely difficult. Make it to where if you want M&Ms, you literally have to get in your car, drive 10 minutes to the gas station, and purchase a bag of M&Ms. You don't want it to be, oh, well, there's a bag in the pantry. It's only 10 steps away. I'm going to go get that. No, no, no. You want that to be the easy choice, okay? The reason a lot of people don't eat healthy is because they make that healthy choice extremely difficult. They don't buy healthy food, okay? Uh, And so it's not in the house. If they want to go eat healthy, they have to either go back to the grocery store and plan a whole week. Or they have to order something quote-unquote healthy from Tokyo Joe's or Chipotle or something like that. And that's not even the healthiest option out there. You want to make sure that what is around you um, is healthy and is encouraging you to make good decisions. It's just like friends, honestly. If you have bad friends around, you're going to make bad decisions. If you have good friends around, you're going to make good decisions. So you want to have good foods around so you eat good foods um, when you are craving and or hungry. Make those uh, unhealthy challenge uh, choices extremely challenging. So those are your nine ways to curb sugar cravings. Guys, I know You are probably dealing with this. You know someone that's probably dealing with this. So if you enjoyed this episode, felt like you got some tangible takeaways, uh, spread the love. Share this episode on social media. Share it with your friends. Let them know that this is where they can go to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. And then a reminder, if you want uh, more free content, articles, guides, ebooks, all of it is absolutely free at pullmanfitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free.